This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. College football tomorrow night. we got four games that we will be live for, and then obviously a huge Saturday. Alabama A&M, revenge game for Nick Saban, Peach's Alabama squad. And to talk about that and more right now, we welcome in Kevin Rogers with Vegas Insider on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. Kevin, how you doing tonight, man? Thanks so much for joining us. Good evening, good evening. I know college football is a nice distraction from this NFL game, so uh, hopefully these games on Saturday are better than tonight's game. Let, let's hope, Kev. Let's hope, man. I want to talk to you about this Utah-UCLA game. The three of us have been talking about it. Real fascinating matchup. We know Utah could have a possible look-ahead spot playing the Trojans next week. UCLA just came off a really nice win against Washington. Spreads kind of dipped a little bit. It was Utah 4.5. Now it's down to 3.5. What are you doing in this game, Utah-UCLA? You know what? I still like Utah, even though uh, the line dropped. Uh, You know, tough spot for UCLA from the standpoint of, A, you're a home dog for a second straight week after a really convincing win over Washington last week. And Utah, we all know this should be 5-0. You know, they blew the Florida game at the beginning of the season. And I know you mentioned the USC game coming up and this is a tough stretch for them but uh, they have handled UCLA the last few years five straight wins in the series they put up 40 or more each time and I know those are different teams over the years and historical stuff doesn't mean as much anymore but still I think that you know Utah uh, I, I think even though USC is on deck they know that they can't afford to stub their toe with UCLA coming up uh, on Saturday at the Rose Bowl. And we know the crowds aren't great there at UCLA. But, uh, you know, even though the Bruins so far are 2-0 in the conference, they really haven't been tested. And Washington's a decent team. They're up and coming. But Utah is is the class of the Pac-12, them and USC right now. I think Utah will come out and play very well. So far, Utah's got the two blowouts in the conference. And granted, Arizona State's a mess and uh, Oregon State did beat Utah last year, but uh, it was a good one at home after Oregon State, I guess, a letdown spot after the USC loss the week before. But I think Utah still is the right side here, taking them on the road. I'm curious here. I've been looking at this uh, Miss, Ole Miss game versus Vanderbilt, and boy, oh boy, am I surprised at how good this defense is, right? Number seven right now in the country at opponent points per game for Ole Miss. Like, really good at just holding defenses or holding uh, other teams to just <clears throat> even Kentucky didn't look great right so they play Vanderbilt the total is 51 and a half what would you do here you know when you see what Ole Miss has done this year four and one to the under uh you know low scoring game against Kentucky last week a 55 total it ends on 41 now you have 61 points this week, and we all know that Vandy is, is a bottom-of-the-barrel team inside the SEC, and unfortunately for them, 
they draw Alabama in that opener. They lose 55-3. to But besides that, though, a lot of high-scoring games for Vanderbilt. It's not crazy to see them put up some numbers, and Ole Miss is definitely capable of scoring, even though the numbers haven't been there so far this year. But at least Vandy, even though some of the opponents weren't great early on, they still put up a lot of points, even – 38 against Northern Illinois back a few weeks ago. Did give up 45 to Wake Forest when Sam Hartman came back. But this could be a look towards the over, even though it's a little sketchy sometimes with Vanderbilt. I think Ole Miss is due to have one of these high-scoring games after having some totals, 66.5, 62.5, that stayed under. I think this one could be a sneaky one that does go over the total. Uh, Kevin, a big game in the SEC, kind of a big game. I mean, I know LSU, it hasn't really uh, been the first season that they were hoping for from Brian Kelly, but Tennessee looks really good right now. Both secondary struggling, which is why the total is so high, 64.5. Tennessee on the road, a three-point favorite right now. What would you do in this game, if anything? I feel like the numbers tell me LSU's the side, but I don't think I could do it against Tennessee with that team. I actually side with you on, on LSU that Florida, or uh, Florida, excuse me, Tennessee, rather, off the Florida win, they, uh, they've been off a week, so they've had a little extra time to prepare, which, again, you know, how much do we really put into that? They didn't end up covering that Florida game uh, with the home win a few weeks ago. Uh, for Brian Kelly, you know, he goes to LSU. It's obviously, I don't want to say a rebuilding project from what they were two years ago when they had Joe Burrow and they were totally loaded and they were the best team in college football, and last year was a real uh, our last few years have been a real drop-off. But Brian Kelly is kind of turning the corner. The Florida State game, they fell in a big hole. They almost came back and tied it at the end of regulation. And since then, they played well enough. They beat a, a good Mississippi State team at home. Auburn, we know, is not very good, but they still ended up winning that game on the road, which isn't easy. So you go from a road favorite now to a home underdog. Tennessee can put up points. There's no question about that. But also, I feel like Tennessee really hasn't been tested so far this year. You know, Pitt's all right. Like, I, don't, I mean, they beat Pitt in overtime, but Pittsburgh's okay. Akron's not good. Ball State's not good. And Florida was just 0-2 in the SEC, uh, or they're 0-2 in the SEC with Missouri coming up. So Florida's not even that really that impressive. I think this could be a tough spot for Tennessee, even coming off of the, uh, the bye week. And LSU definitely playing with some momentum with four straight wins. They got Florida, Mississippi, Alabama coming up. So this is definitely a tough stretch for Brian Kelly's team. But LSU, I feel like, is turning the corner a little bit. I think they're worth a look uh, getting some points at home. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. I think LSU would probably be the side for me as well. Kevin, over the past couple weeks, we've seen some coaches get fired and teams respond in different ways. Nebraska getting rid of Scott Frost and they get trounced by Oklahoma. But then you have Georgia Tech last week. They get rid of their head coach and they upset Pitt. This week we have Wisconsin get rid of Paul Christ and their 10-point favorites at Northwestern. If you had to guess, which Wisconsin team are we going to see? Are we going to get similar result to Georgia Tech and they cover the spread and play well? Or do you think they play more like Nebraska and possibly could lose this game outright to Northwestern? Well, you got to remember one thing, that in the Georgia Tech game, see, it, this is going to be the unfair comparison because Georgia Tech was a huge dog to pit. So really it was like a nothing-to-lose thing. Mm -hmm. Nebraska was also a big dog to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma ran them out. Now, in this situation, Wisconsin's favored here on the road off of a 31-point loss to Ohio State and a 24-point loss to Illinois. So it's been pretty ugly for uh, Wisconsin so far, and they have two blowout wins against two bad teams. And Northwestern, they hung with Penn State in ugly weather last week. They covered as a heavy dog. 
And the one thing I'll say about Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald is at least this year, they've been a good dog. They beat Nebraska in Ireland, getting 12. They cover the Penn State game. But, of course, they're losing outright as a favorite to Miami of Ohio, to Duke, to Southern Illinois. So I would probably side more with Northwestern on in this situation because they played better as a dog. I'm just not ready to trust Wisconsin, even with the coaching change, because their offense has not been good. And there's just no reason to think all of a sudden the coaching change will turn things around because really you've seen what Nebraska, Arizona state, they had duds right after the coaching change. And yeah, Georgia tech did play well, but there's this thought that teams that fire their coaches, it fires a team up when really it's not always the case. So I would say more probably, I mean, I'll love the game, but just for, for this conversation, I would say Northwestern could be worth a look just because at least they're a little more in tune than Wisconsin is right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kevin, I'm curious about this Ohio State-Michigan State game because Michigan State has been absolutely atrocious, right? They lost, obviously, to Washington. Washington Washington turned out to be pretty good, got trounced by Minnesota, got trounced by Maryland, and now they're at home against Ohio State, who is a 26.5-point favorite. My initial instinct is, wow, maybe even the first half take Ohio State. What's your sort of breakdown of this game, especially also the total 64.5? Yeah, I, part of me is kind of like, if you're getting this many points and Michigan State, I mean, I, God bless Mel Tucker. Like, you signed that extension. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's a smart thing. I mean, take that money and run. Uh, uh, Michigan State, I don't know what's happened to them where, you know, they start off 2-0 and and then you mentioned the Washington game where they just were down early and can never really pick it up. Minnesota blows them out at home and that line moved early in the week where Minnesota was favored. And then he goes to Maryland. You know, Maryland gave Michigan a game. Maryland's okay, but Michigan State now getting this amount of points and Ohio State's a machine. Like, we all know that. And I will say on the flip side, though, with Ohio State, just playing a little devil's advocate here. Rutgers stinks. They blew them out. Wisconsin is a mess, who we just talked about. Notre Dame, who really has not been good so far, Ohio State struggled with them back in week one that Ohio State, yes, they should go into East Lansing and beat Michigan State. But on the flip side, I say, man, you're getting 26 and a half with this Michigan State team who everyone thinks is terrible, that why not take a shot with them here that Michigan State, in spite of all the problems they've had so far this year, I mean, last year they went into Columbus, they lost by 49 points that you know, they're going to be, I'm not going to say you have this one particular game circled, but you've been bad. You get the big dog in Ohio State. They're laying four touchdowns. I got to think Michigan State is somewhat motivated for this game. They've been blown out the last few years by this team. 
I guess if you're going to take your shot with Michigan State, this could be it just because you're not going to be getting this amount of points with them again. But I say Michigan State, yeah, they've been bad. But, man, that's a lot of points to lay on the road, even for Ohio State. Yeah, I agree. Kevin, before we get you out of here, what have you played this weekend? Uh, you know, what what uh, what numbers are still available? Anything that you like, some of these games? I mean, we got four college football games tomorrow and then a bunch, obviously, on Saturday. I do like uh, a couple of them. I like the Texas A&M-Alabama under uh, – simply because that, A, we don't know the deal with Bryce Young. Uh, and I mean, they're still outstanding no matter who the quarterback is. But with Max Johnson out, Texas A&M's offense is already bad. I can't imagine it's going to be a shootout in Tuscaloosa. And also they had a 41-38 game last year and, what, a 50 total? And it's at 51 this year. It barely moved. Uh, I think that that's going to be a lower-scoring game on Saturday night. I Even though you, know, you don't want to go against trends and all that stuff and streaks – I got to believe TCU, even though they did beat Oklahoma, I I think that they could take out Kansas this week, uh, laying the seven. That Kansas has been a – say it again? Same. Yeah, we like that one. Okay, Uh, yeah. You know what it is with Kansas that they've been a great story. This is a team that wins two games a year. They're a basketball school. Football is an afterthought. And for them to be 5-0 – Beating Houston on the road, really good win. West Virginia is not great, but still for them going on the road and winning that game. Uh, beating Iowa State, they didn't do, their offense stunk against Iowa State last week, and Iowa State is not really that good of a team. And TCU just put it on Oklahoma last week. I don't think there's going to be a letdown with TCU, honestly, uh, in that game. I mean, the other one, which could be a little crazy, but sometimes you got to be crazy – I kind of like Oklahoma against Texas in the Red River shootout. There you go, showdown. Kevin. Excuse me. I don't want to say that. Excuse me. Showdown. <laughs> I, I think there's so much pressure on Texas. I think with Sarkeesian, they blew that game last year. Granted, both the quarterbacks are different. Casey Thompson had five touchdowns for Texas last year. He's at Nebraska now. And uh, Caleb Williams is at USC. So you have new quarterbacks in this game. You have, you have Quinn Ewers back after he was hurt. Texas got a lot of pressure in this game to win – uh, against Oklahoma, and Oklahoma up two losses to Kansas State and the TCU. Granted, the quarterback situation may be a little dicey with Gabriel out, but I think Oklahoma, I think you can get a good good uh, performance out of them just because more of a fate of Texas than backing Oklahoma, just because Texas has struggled so much in the series. They haven't been favoring against Oklahoma since 09. That's a lot of pressure on them already. So I think Oklahoma could be worth a look coming up on Saturday too. Kevin, thanks so much, man. Enjoy the games this weekend. Tonight. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you. Kevin Rogers, Vegas Insider, and he joined us right there on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. Really good stuff there, and I agree with a lot of that, man, especially, and that was a great point. Like, if you look at that Kansas game against Iowa State, man, I mean, they got outgained by, like, 250 yards by a not a good Iowa State team. Kansas had, like, negative yards in the second half, I think. I mean, they just couldn't move the ball. I think, think unfortunately, that run comes to an end, but still, hell of a season for Kansas and TCU. They could still win another game, just not this game. Oh, yeah.